recovered by a player of the fumbling His team. His hand was going for you see you heard Earl Thomas saying <laughs> his hand was going forward. Oh, my goodness. Well, there... <laughs> oh, let's look at it again. Hey everyone and welcome to another edition of the Jim and the King NFL Podcast. I'm Jim, sitting to my left the King, and we're here to talk about the NFL. How is it, King? Very well, very well. We were at a live game this week, Jim, weren't we? We certainly were. Yeah. That was so much fun. It's so good to go to Wembley and just surround yourself with UK fans of all the different teams. There's so many jerseys. People are getting really knowledge about the game as well. Yeah, a lot more Jags jerseys as well this year, yeah. which is nice to see. Loads of Colts jerseys as well. Yeah. I mean, there's almost never a Colts jersey when you go to any of the games. But they all seem to come out for this one. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, and a good result as well. Um, Jacksonville squeaking a win. Great game, back and forth. It was. Yeah, a bit of a slow first half, but it definitely picked up and got a bit, bit more exciting in the second half. Mm. Um. But, and, I mean, and just another good atmosphere, wasn't it? It was a great atmosphere, great day, weather held off beautifully for everyone. So, yeah, can't wait now to have a look at Twickenham. It's a much older stadium, but we're going to see East versus West King, Jags, uh, Jags, Giants, and the Rams. Yep, yep. The, the, the two newly, biggest cities. The newly LA-based Rams, yes. It's a bit of New York versus LA. Mm-hmm. The old East Coast, West Coast beef once yep. again. Is it Tupac? Is it Biggie? I don't know. Who are we going for? I don't know. I don't know. But Tupac was born in Baltimore, so I don't think we can really count. It's still that. West Coast. Isn't it? Wow. Well, that is West Coast. Wow. Well, Check a map. Check a map. There we go. But um, no, it should be exciting. Another good game to come. Yeah. And uh, yeah, a lot of buzz in the UK about that game coming over. Mm. Giants have got a big following over here. East Coast team. Closest, uh, one of the closest teams to England. So that's, uh, it's going to be uh, going to be another good one. Yeah, if uh, you can tell that the sound's a bit better this week, we've finally got two microphones, haven't we? We King? do, we we absolutely do. Yeah, we do. I'm loving this. I'd have to sit so close to you. This is it. This and is it. Uh, got a big big shout out there to uh, Tommy S, aka Big Daddy, aka Sexual Chocolate. Thanks very much for hitting us up with the equipment we need to do this podcast even better. So hopefully it's coming off uh, into your ears a lot nicer. Yep. So we're gonna have to do the first game, King, and that's always the King's pick of the week. It so, is, yeah. Who are we going for this time? We Patriots? Are not, we are not going for the Patriots. No, we are going for the Carolina Panthers mm-hmm. versus the Atlanta Falcons. I'm surprised you picked this, King. I did pick it because it was quite interesting. Obviously, everyone uh, pegged the Panthers at the start of the season to go back to the Super Bowl. Um, I called them a pretender. You did. I did. and I called him a contender, so go on, you let's did. have it. That wasn't the reason. It was mainly just <laughs> they're showing that they're not a contender at the moment. Hopefully things can turn around for them because they've got a good young nucleus of players. Um, but they lost 33-48. Um, but the game wasn't that close, Jim. I don't know if you no. got a chance to watch it. It was. Um, it, it just wasn't. There was, um, they only had 10 points going into the fourth quarter. Carolina. Uh, Carolina only had 10 points going into the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, and seven of those points were a pick six. So their offense Ow. was not firing on all cylinders. They got 23 points in, in the fourth quarter, but most of which were, were scored by Derek Anderson. Cam Newton got one touchdown and then went went out of the game. Um, injured, it appears, but allegedly is due ready to play next week. Mm-hmm. Um, but Cam is that Newton, a concussion again? I don't know, actually. I'm not sure, but... Um, he uh, he didn't look right the whole game. He looked sloppy. He looked disinterested. Um, you know, in my opinion, and um, I, you know, I've just got question marks about his leadership. I think it's it's great that he's he can be this vibrant, energetic, um, you know, player that that can bring people up with him when you guys when the, the Panthers are winning. But unfortunately, you know, I'm yet to see him pick up his team when they're losing. We saw this in. In week one uh, against the Broncos, we saw this against the Vikings, and we've now seen it again this season. And we also saw it in the Super Bowl when he's put under pressure, 
He only got sacked once in this game, but he was under a lot of pressure. Like, don't 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 let the stats fool you in that instant. Mm. But he just, as soon as he gets a bit of pressure and uh, you know someone's in his face and they're challenging him to throw the ball, he um, he seems to sort of struggle and and his demeanour just changes. And uh, it was a bit frustrating to see, really, because you want to see sort of a young, a clearly talented player you know, step up and, and really bring up your team and get around the guys and, and rally the troops, so to speak. But he doesn't look to have that characteristic from what I've seen so far. Um, I, I don't know about you, but I think he's definitely missing Jonathan Stewart. Uh, you know, they, they need that run game to be working. And, no, and he was the the best rusher on the team this He week. was 30 yards. They only managed yeah. 50 even with him. So he's, um, yeah, they absolutely missed that run game. Um, you know, and they're potentially missing Josh Norman as well. I know he's not necessarily a... Uh, a man-to-man cover corner who's going to, you know, follow the, uh, you know, and it's been highly publicised the last tweet? few weeks. I didn't see his tweet, no. Josh Norman tweeted out, you get what you pay for. Well, well, m- maybe you do. Well, he had an interception this week for the for the Redskins. Yeah. Um, And they got, apps, their secondary got torched by Julio Jones and Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan threw for over 500 yards. Julio Jones is what I mainly want to talk about because he was unstoppable. <laughs> oh, I'm surprised you want to talk about Julio Jones. Well, he was unstoppable. You can't help but say, you know, congratulate that guy because he had 12 catches, 300 yards and a touchdown and mm-hmm. just and no one could cover him, Jim. No. No. We, but I mean, just before we move on, uh, then we're going to go back to the Panthers. We'll go back to him in a minute. But okay, so you know I've got a problem with Matt Ryan. Yeah. I don't rate Matt Ryan. No, The no. same way that I think the Matt Stafford's um, stats have always been beefed up by having Megatron to throw out yep, for the last yep. few years. Matt Ryan's only as good as Julio Jones. I know it's, it's ridiculous to say take Julio Jones out of the game, but if you took his numbers out of the game, mm-hmm. that is a bang average quarterback. He's only he's only got 100 and something yards. Most of this stuff is just launching it in the air, and because Julio's bigger and stronger and better than everyone that's covering him, he comes down with the ball. They they did have some production from other receivers. I t- if Julio t- doesn't work, that team doesn't work. I'm I'm totally with you with regards to Matt Ryan. The guy, you know, looked to be, whether you agree or not, Jim, look looked to be on, you know, pushing to become one of the elite players. He can got do it in nick- September and October. Yeah. He can't do it in December. But he got the nickname Matty Ice, and then he has just <laughs> he's regressed in the last few years, which is he's never won a playoff game. Which is disappointing. He ha- he How hasn't. can you be called Matty Ice if you never won a playoff game? He hasn't. You've never done it when it matters. This is true, but the 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 thing is, he does have Julio Jones, and no one could cover him. Just you know, Pro Football Focus had some stats this week. Um, just to show you that no one could cover him, Jim, which I know yeah, you enjoy. It's pretty damn obvious no one can cover him, but well, yeah, so go on. I love this. This is targets and uh, receptions and targets. So he's mm-hmm. six of seven for yeah. 184 yards um, against Ben Wickery. Two for three versus Worley. Three for three versus Bradbury. And one for one versus Keekley. Why are they trying to cover this guy one on one? Like he ultimately, like you said, Matt Wright, their offense ticks if Julio Jones ticks. Mm hmm. But they, you know, they did nothing to stop him. They didn't press him at the line. They didn't d- double cover him. He just had his absolute way with them. Mm. Uh, and you know, they're starting to build. They lost Roddy White, the Falcons. They're starting to build. They look better without Roddy White, though. They do because I think players like Gabriel Robinson, Hooper, Sanu, they're stepping up and they're starting to. Sanu's play well. definitely an upgrade on Roddy White. Yeah, absolutely. No offense to Roddy White, but he had gone. He'd, he'd passed his prime. Yeah, yeah. When he was in his prime, great player. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But he was taking up a roster spot for a few years there. Absolutely. But it's... I don't think the Falcons are contenders. I don't think that's what this game says. Oh, thank God for that. It's, you know, if your receiver's getting 300 yards, like you said, he only had 200 outside of Julio Jones. Mm-hmm. Um, the run game is is actually surprisingly good. Um, you know, they've got a really good player in Devontae Freeman. Yeah. Uh, Coleman's, you know, solid backup bit of that t- funny enough to call takes the, the goal line uh, yeah, touches yeah. away yeah yeah he's the Tolbert for Carolina mm-hmm. um, you know they've got they've got some good young emerging players coming through it, again it just comes down to how far is Matt Ryan going to improve because at the moment the, the level he's playing at their defence is not strong enough to carry them in games he's still a liability as he far as I can is, see yeah and their defence isn't like I said they only got one sack yeah they got a lot of pressures this week but you know they are not a team that's going to get two, three, four sacks, five sacks a game, like the teams that are doing really, really well um, mm. with with sort of below par quarterback play. 
I think what you're seeing from the Panthers is they don't like playing catch-up. They like getting out to an early lead. They like dominating the teams yep. they're playing against. And they don't like having to come from behind. You know, no. They like getting out to an early lead. And mm-hmm. so when you haven't got a run game, you were just relying on uh, Cam Newton to scramble. Um, then you're relying on these deep balls. For, you know, and, and some it's going to work out most of the time. But then uh, it, he's looked really lackadaisical to me. The, yeah, his has. first four, four games, there's been no real urgency. No. Um, it's definitely not had the same kind of zip that last season did. And maybe it is just there's no balance there at the moment. They need um, Jonathan Stewart back. Mm-hmm. They need some proper run game going on there to to take the pressure off Cam Newton because it can't all be on him. Um, no. The defense played okay, but they didn't cover Julio Jones. And I'm sorry, but there's only one person you've got a really game plan against for the, the Falcons, mm-hmm. and Matt Ryan. No, no, no. You're right. You're absolutely right. I've 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 heard some stuff. I I don't know enough. We didn't play the game enough. Um, at a young age in England for me to really comment on the fundamentals of, of playing quarterback. But I keep hearing numerous people say that Cam Newton's footwork this year has been an issue and that is then causing him to, you know, to lose an element of his accuracy. I've always had question marks about the type of throws he has. He tends to have this right, this amazing fastball. But if that's not on, I don't see him have that touch that we've seen other players who potentially don't have a stronger arm as Cam Newton the likes of, you know, Derek Carter, to use an example mm-hmm. this week, mm-hmm. who's thrown these beautiful touch passes that, you know, are allowing, or, or Russell Wilson, that are only allowing his receivers to catch the ball. Whereas Cam Newton's, it's it's fastball or nothing. Um, and you just keep seeing these balls fire outside. And I, I mentioned it a number of times to you, actually, during the Super Bowl when we were watching it. Yep. And throughout the season, you know, whether that's to do with footwork, like I said, I can't comment on that. I don't know enough about the fundamentals, but... You know he needs to address clearly needs to address something and 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 vary the types of throws that he's making because he's not put, he's not throwing catchable balls. We touched on Carson Wentz last week and said he throws a ball that allows his players to create run after the catch, and I don't see Cam Newton as that guy, and uh, and that's you know that could cause issues over a long period of time. So that that was that was. <laughs> I, I think it's a little bit harsh. I mean, yeah, you know, I think he's still in the top top 10 of receivers easily um, I'd always have him gosh yes I kept. I was looking at your piece of paper that said Falcons and all I can think of for Falcons is Julio Jones yeah. as a receiver because <laughs> there's no one else on that team as far yeah. as I'm concerned no. um, so yeah I think he's I think you're doing a bit of a disservice he's had a, a bad start to the season but the whole team's not really yeah. firing at the moment so you know you can pick apart Cam Newton but you know that defence isn't doing enough you look at the Vikings and you look at the Rams that defence goes above and beyond to to cover off the inefficiencies of the offense, mm-hmm. so you got to look at the the Panthers' defense as well. That they you know they pride themselves on. They're giving up a lot of points. They are. They are. It's the secondary as well because they're still. They got three sacks this week. Um, you know they had eight tackles for a loss. They're not. Their front seven's performing to the level we expect them to perform at. It is the fact that their their back end back end is not the same as it was last year. Whether that's no. the, the lack of an elite corner in, in Norman or whether that's just you've got a couple of rookie cornerbacks that have come in to try and replace him that are going to take some time to get into the game uh, at the speed of the game but um, yeah it's 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 a frustrating time probably for Panthers fans because this was you know they, they've now they are now tried and tested in, in the playoffs they've had a couple mm-hmm. of good seasons you know now's the time to really go on and kick on um, you saw what the Broncos did they lost they got hammered in the Super Bowl against the Seahawks and came back and won a couple of years later. That probably gave the Panthers hope that that was something that they could potentially do. Yeah, and uh, and it doesn't it doesn't appear to be the case so far. There's this no reason why they can't. There it's isn't. just a really bad start compared to what there they isn't. had last year when they went almost undefeated. Yeah, but it is a short season, and it is. they need we're a quarter to, of the way through. King. Absolutely, they need if they're going to make those changes, Jim. Like I, I I agree. I don't necessarily think it's all over for them, but if they're if they win one of the next two games, it's going to be really, really difficult for them to uh, to get into the playoffs. I think. I think they're making the playoffs. Yeah. I think. I think they're too strong in that division to not make the playoffs. But well, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I think. It, I think you're right to have picked it up as a one interesting game. I'm surprised you did because you picked the Panthers to win this game. I did. In the Kings. I did. I think everyone did. <laughs> I don't think anyone saw the Falcons beating the Panthers. But uh, yeah, no, that one was a that was an incorrect choice from me. Sorry. Oh well. Oh well. 
That's it. We'll talk about those picks later on. Absolutely. Anyway, thanks for listening. Back for part two. Welcome back to part two of the Jim and the King NFL podcast. Part one, you just heard the King's pick of the week, which was the Carolina Panthers failing to get a result in the uh, Falcons Dome against Matt Ryan and more importantly, Julio Jones. Indeed, yeah. So it's now time, King, for me to pick my pick of the week. What is your pick of the week, Jim? We're all excited to hear. My pick of the week is the Seattle Seahawks against the New York Jets. Okay, then, yeah, yeah. Seahawks go into New York and win 27-17, to and Jets fans aren't happy. And the reason why, King, I don't know if you've seen the game or not, but it wasn't close. It wasn't just 10 points, really. I did see the game. And it wasn't close. No. no, it wasn't. Although, if you just look at it, they did actually manage to hang with the Seahawks in the first half. It was 14-10 to 10 going in. And you hadn't really seen anything bad from um, Fitzpatrick. So he'd done all right. He hadn't thrown the six interceptions that he'd done last week against the Chiefs. Uh, it was going okay. It was going okay. They managed to get a touchdown. Uh, but you could kind of see some of the seeds uh, being sown here about what's going wrong for the Jets because there's actually quite a few good points for the Jets um, they're not worse than they were last year as far as I can see in fact I think they've probably improved as a team than the Jets what, have yeah I think the Jets have actually improved as a team overall I think so the, the new people they've brought in you talked about Darren Lee as your um, a contender for offensive rookie of the year didn't you defensive Sorry, rookie defensive, of the year uh, yeah, so yeah. rookie of the year mm-hmm. um, he looked alright you know, caused a bit of a silly penalty at one point, but that front seven, Wilkerson, Williams, they're all doing really well. Richardson, yeah. Yeah, Richardson. They've got really strong, strong. certainly their, their defensive line's ridiculous. Quincy Anunwa, he's a good rookie receiver as well. We got 60 yards today. Um, Bilal Powell did 80 yards, and uh, Brandon Marshall did 89 yards in the touchdown. Mm-hmm. So you know what you're getting with Brandon Marshall. He's the experienced uh, head. But uh, there were some problems for the Jets, and I'll, I'll do it in descending order. Yeah, so, yeah. Matt Forte, who was just an absolute beast for the Bears for mm-hmm. a decade. Yep. Uh, he did 14 carries for 27 yards rushing. Uh, really, but I mean that kind of that was the the best part of the run game for them. Really. I mean, you know, Bilal Powell was good, but he was doing more in the receiving. Yeah, I was going to say, I saw, I, I saw Powell have a couple of def- decent catches, but like you say, they're in the screen game rather than actually running the football. Yeah, the real problem they've got is under centre. And I don't want to, I'm not going to just bash Ryan Fitzpatrick here, but we know what Ryan Fitzpatrick is. He actually reminded me a lot of Blake Bortles on the weekend. It's one of these guys that is just scrambling the whole time. And he doesn't really know what he's doing. Like, no. He's got his 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 first read, but he's almost got no check down in his head. It's just ah, my first my first choice isn't there. Now what? Now <laughs> now I'm going to throw now, it to Richard Sherman. I yeah. think was his plan this week. Yeah. The the reason that they the Seahawks did real by tricking him on this one in some ways. He got lucky with um, a medium throw to Marshall for the touchdown, which beat Sherman. And whereas most clever quarterbacks would have gone, I got lucky there, beating what isn't the best cornerback in the league, but he's in that top group. He's certainly top five, yeah. yeah. So you'd go, okay, I got lucky, but I'm not going to push my luck on this one. He seemed to decide that, oh, well, that's the the thing to do for the rest of the game. Mm. If I can beat Sherman once, I can beat him every time. And so Sherman then proceeded to pick him off twice Mm. on really, really easy picks. They weren't, no. You know, up against Brandon Marshall, he wasn't even having to contest these things. They were coming straight into his hands, the same way the Chiefs managed to completely yeah. throw him off his game. Well, the second know. one didn't even look like Marshall expected the ball to come to him. Probably he didn't. wasn't even facing facing play when Sherman dived to catch the ball. Mm. It was um, yeah, it looked like he was actually trying to throw the ball to Sherman. Yeah, in the end, it was three interceptions uh, for Ryan Fitzpatrick, two hundred sixty-one yards. It was. 23 out of 41 uh, completions and that was the real difference I think between Russell Wilson and Ryan Fitzpatrick is that every time that Russell Wilson was in trouble and he threw it a player was catching it mm. and it's what he, what Fitzpatrick wasn't getting was any help you know, the, the times that he did throw it and it got near a receiver they weren't coming down with it No, 
a bit like how Luck had it for the Colts at the weekend. Every time he threw it at someone, they just wanted to drop it into the floor. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, he can't catch the ball as well. Is what I don't want to beat up on Fitzpatrick because not all of these were straight into the ground. Some of them were, okay, he didn't play well. He's not a great quarterback. I think everyone knows that. Jets hierarchy knows that, which is why they didn't pay him a massive contract to come back. Yeah, but he's always been this guy. He's um, yeah. He has a habit of when he throws interceptions one game to then have maybe a two, you know, one two game lull where he continues to do the same thing, and then you know he, you start to reach your end, the end of the, your tether with him, and all of a sudden he'll have a four touchdown, no interception game, and everyone go, oh well, actually we've yeah. we've, we've got the quarterback we want to have. We don't. You know, we don't need to potentially look at, you know, Geno Smith, really? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's Christian Hackenberg, I think, is their next up, really. Well, he's a project, though, yeah, isn't he's he? A, I he's, think, just, he's just a younger Zach Mettenberger, isn't he? Um, yeah, potentially. He had a really, really good um, f- freshman year for Penn State when he, Bill O'Brien was his coach. Mm-hmm. And then just regress when Bill O'Brien joined the Texans to become the head coach there. But he, um, I don't know why they did that? Well, but, no, you know. but they've. I, I, I think per, actually the, the person they'd really want to step up next would be Bryce Petty, but he's injured. Yeah, you know, he was uh, I think second or or at least top four, um, picked in the top four rounds, uh, the year before from uh, from Baylor, and you know he's again everyone thought they'd they'd reached for him. He's not coming and done well. Mm-hmm. They seem to be reaching for these quarterbacks, and it's led them to have to you know pay probably fits what he's worth actually because he's getting. Yep low money for a starter or high money for a for a backup quarterback but that's where he is you know yeah, I don't, it is he's not going to get any better than this no if you i looked back at his um completion percentages right actually I had to work them up myself okay yeah uh so week 1 he was at 54% completion yep week 2 which was their their win uh he was at 70% completion but that really was the kind of anomaly for mm-hmm. the season because week 3 he went back down to 45% completion that was with his six interceptions. That's too low. And this week he was at 56. So you're looking at around 50% completion, really, for this quarterback. So for every two throws he does, only one of them's getting caught. Yeah. You know where my limit is. I would not draft a quarterback who had less than a 60% completion percentage in college. Yeah. And that's because I expect them to have the same in the pros, or at least match themselves in the pros. And... If you're if you are throwing for less than sixty percent, you are not going to be putting your team in a position to win. No. And when all his wide receivers are healthy, they have got arguably the best three as a as a trio, the best three wide receivers in the game with Decker, Marshall, and uh, Anunwa. Anunwa, yeah. And I think you're forgetting Pittsburgh, but go on. What? It's it's a toss up from a from a pure three wide receiver standpoint. When you've got all your players not on suspension you guys are, are definitely the best but that isn't the case at the moment yeah yeah so after four weeks for those who are counting he's scored four touchdowns and ten interceptions yeah that's no wonder the Jets fans are miffed well, that's to just, put it mildly that's just terrible stats yeah it is and you know he's he's not getting out of the yards apart from Brandon Marshall and, and Quincy Nunson is starting to make a bit of a name for himself but it's not a lot it's not a lot you know no. they're kind of scratching around Again, the defense was pretty good, and they put them in in good positions. You know, they they gave a lot of pressure to the Seahawks, but like I said, we've got to look at the Seahawks quickly. Obviously, we've been talking all about the Jets here, but Seahawks. There's a a young uh, tight end who's coming through for the uh, Seattle Seahawks. Drafted King. out of New Orleans. Was yeah, it? drafted out of New Orleans. I think he might have been wearing a Saints jersey underneath just to give him that, that lift he needed. Extra boost, yeah. Because Jimmy Graham six carries for 113 yards. Catches, yeah. It, what did I say? Carries. Oh, uh, right. Is he playing running back this week? <laughs> he could have he done any of it. <laughs> he could have done, yeah. Some of these catches were ridiculous. Yep. And he's definitely improving. I don't know if you've seen this, but I will look back. So week one, he had one catch mm-hmm. for 11 yards. Yep. Week two, three catches for 42 yards. Mm-hmm. See a pattern emerging. Yeah, Week three, six catches for 100 yards and a touchdown. So he's only missing a touchdown on this game. He's already... Over a quarter of the way towards his 2015 stats. Yeah, he's um he looks great, and actually his relationship with Russell Wilson appears to have emerged. And, Finally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It they took ex- a season, but they're doing it now. Well, they you know this is the player that they were expecting to get when they traded for him. Yeah. He, um, he is when healthy, 
in the same conversation as Gronk as the best tight end in football mm-hmm. uh, and was for a few years and it's 2013 he got 1,200 yards and like 12, 13 touchdowns or yeah something. he it was, ridiculous. was just an animal but he if if those two can get on the same page with Doug Baldwin um, emerging as a top 5 receiver yep. their offence is frightening Tyler Lockett as well really good they're not using him very often no more of a kick returner at the moment yeah but they've you know they've got some other players Coming in, uh, their run game seems to be, you know, Christian Michael's playing well. Yeah, quick shout out to him, uh, 18 carries for 58 yards rushing, yep. and uh, 5 catches for 32 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, and you just added CJ Spiller to the mix, who, who yeah. caught a touchdown from a play that, by the way, only maybe 3 quarterbacks could make. Yeah. That was, Russell Wilson to me was is making a case, if fit, to be the MVP of this league. When you've got Doug Baldwin and Jimmy Graham, who now... Are two of the best catchers in the league mm. you're getting out of those third downs which they were putting themselves mm. in and Russell Wilson is able to get out of the pocket and he is so he's almost as dangerous as, as Aaron Rodgers when he gets out of the pocket I think pocket. he's more so certainly maybe, this year maybe more so yeah this, yeah, he's in that category over his career but this season I think he is the best person against pass rush at the moment eventually it, it can't just be looking like they're scrambling all the time and then don't know what they're doing mm. I, I I was reminded of the um the playoff game last year when they played the Vikings. Yeah. You know that play when the, the snap went over Russell Wilson's head, yep. he had to he had to jump on it. Yeah. He then ran to the right and threw left to Tyler Lockett and it went all mm. about forty yards. You know that wasn't just luck. No. They've they've got all these things planned mm. and eventually you start to have to look through it and go, is this like a drunken master style thing they're doing here where it looks like it's complete chaos but actually they always come down with it? Yeah. I, I think I'm starting to come around to thinking that they must be doing this on purpose I, I, certainly in that it happens instance, too often so, yeah, it, does. it happens too often it for does. you to just go oh it's just luck it's just dumb luck and they've just got good good receivers yeah I think some of these things are drawn up that way I, I not, don't, to, not to throw it over, the, over Russell Wilson's head but some of the scrambles some of the way they're going to they're going to lose the right side of the, the line you know it's all going to collapse on that side Russell's going to swing round to the right you know I think he's just so used to having a bad offensive line but he, you mentioned about Fitz and said if if the first option's not on, he then worries and just either forces something or, or, throws, ta- it or throws it to the ground. Whereas there is no quarterback at the moment that looks more composed under pressure than Russell Wilson. Yep. And that you know that that example's a you know that's perfect. That Vikings Thanks. situation went over his head, and actually you can see him thinking logically. He's thinking right. I need to recover the ball first. Mm-hmm. Make sure we don't turn it over. He then sees, well, actually, I've got, a couple, I've got enough time to get up off my feet here. And if I can make one man miss, mm-hmm. then I can create a play. He then makes that man miss, finds an open receiver with an accurate throw, and they score a touchdown. The receivers are told, if it, if it goes over here, this is the scramble play. Yeah, yeah. This is what you should do. You don't yeah. just stand still. You mm-hmm. start moving to the, the open part of the field. Yeah. They did that. Yeah. And it works because they planned it out. Yeah. And you're starting to see um, Graham become an option. It, it, you know, last season, he wasn't that. No, uh, it tended just to be Baldwin, when, and and that has been the case for the for a lot of this this year. But this week, last week, you saw Graham just emerge as you know his favourite target when he is scrambling. Yeah, and actually when that when everyone else is covered, let's just lob it up and let this freak athlete go and get the ball. Yeah, so that, I, I, I've got nothing else to say on that game. No, um, I, I don't want to bash the Jets. Um, the season's not over. But at the same, they've got some reasons to be happy about things. You know, they've got some good young talent there. They they're just a good quarterback away from making a really deep push into the. But are they going to take a, a high pick quarterback? Because from their perspective, they've taken Hackenberg in the second round this year, Petty in the top four rounds of of last year, and you've got Geno Smith still on your roster that you took with the second round pick. I you think know, I think you've got to keep doing it, haven't you? I think that's there is an argument that until you find that quarterback, you might as well just keep using up draft picks on it because that's the most important position. There absolutely is, but at the same time, you've got to give these guys a chance, haven't you? So if you're giving them a chance, you know what they are. I mean, if you well, know if you know the the ceiling for Geno Smith, then you've yeah, got to make a decision. He shouldn't be on the roster, but Petty's not started a game. You've not Hackenberg's not started a game, but he's seen as as a prospect. Um. So I don't know if they are gonna are gonna use it to take a a high draft pick uh, and use that on a on a quarterback when you've you've got other needs on your team. Not none it's, as glaring as quarterback, granted, but no, they've they've got a good team there. They just need the quarterback now. So if it if it means you've got to give up stuff next year mm. to get them, 
Yeah. You've got to do it. Yeah. That team is ready now, I, I believe. I I'm looking at it this week. You know, they didn't they didn't hang in this game because the offense shot themselves in the foot. That yeah. defense put them in positions to win. They didn't take them. No, that secondary is going to need some work because Reva seems yeah. to have dropped off. Um, they're going to need to address that. But you know, you can you can find those players in in later rounds. Um, but yeah, quarterback is is their need. It's just it's, I I I don't know whether they will exhaust it without trying these guys first, which potentially you're writing off one another one maybe two seasons mm. if they don't pan out so it's a it's a tough call for the jets at the moment to uh, to understand what to do in the next couple of drafts they're gonna have to do something but uh, it's up to them it's not it's not my problem it is it is <laughs> if they're in a different divi- if they're in a different division i think they'd make a trade for jimmy garoppolo at the end of the season that's got to be that i was just thinking that actually it's got to be the worst thing is when you just look in your division and the bloody patriots of all the teams mm. end up having three quarterbacks on their roster who look like stars yeah well not like stars but. well this is the argument is you know is josh mcdaniel's going to be there next year and is josh mcdaniel's going to take garoppolo where he goes with him he mm. tends to like his guys we saw that with him drafting tim tebow yeah, you know he wants uh, if he's going to be head coach, he will take his his players with him. You so. think he'd just go down the coast? I don't think he'd stay in division. No, out of respect for Belichick. Yeah, no, I think so either. So, no. <laughs> sorry, Jets, but you're not getting Josh McDaniels no. and sorry Jimmy to, Garoppolo. Sorry <laughs> to get your hopes up for about four seconds. Then <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they are. No. I think they're up by that. Um, we better do a roundup then the rest of the games for the week. Then King. Yeah. Uh, so the first game, oh, surprisingly here, it's the uh, Kansas City Chiefs fourteen. Pittsburgh 43 and uh, Le'Veon Bell had a homecoming to remember there he did I think he had 176 yards uh, yeah he was to a the beast right. to the right he was a beast Roethlisberger was a beast why people don't double cover uh, Antonio Brown I've got no idea um, the same, same reason same cover Hugo Jones clearly yeah absolutely so uh, yeah no, great game for the Steelers back on track after your defeat last week mm. Your first uh, incorrect pick of the week here was the Miami Dolphins against Cincinnati Bengals, the Thursday night game. Miami scored seven points really quickly and then didn't bother doing anything else after that. No. Lost 22-7. to seven. They did. No, they, they, they didn't look great. I think they've genuinely got a decision on their hands when it comes to Ryan Tannehill um, and whether Adam Gaze wants to Ooh. continue with this uh, you know, debacle. Frankly, uh, he's uh, you know Adam, Adam Gaze. I think they're gonna they're gonna free the reins up and say to him at the end of the season, look, if you want to take a quarterback or pursue one in free agency, mm. um, then you know I think they've uh, I think they've got a chance. Did the Bengals look good outside of AJ Green? Because I didn't see it. No, AJ Green's an animal. Yeah, but aside from AJ Green, I didn't see much brilliant in terms of the Bengals. They, you know, they got some production from Bernard. They got some production. I might, I might from be Hill. Uh, teasing my Trojan win here, but. Uh, <laughs> Tyler Eifert's come back as well, so they've got, they have got some. They are missing a weapon, uh, you know, one of their key weapons. Um, so I don't think you can judge them too much at the moment. We better have a quick word then on what well, we talked about earlier about the Indianapolis Colts twenty-seven, the Jacksonville Jaguars thirty. Yeah, it was a close game, very exciting. Everyone got very into it in the second half, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, it was a good game. Great to be there live, as always, and nice to see the Jags get a win. Yeah, still a bit frustrating that Bortles. Still can't seem to get it together, but no, he, he, you know, he had three touchdowns, two throwing, one rushing. Uh, but yeah, do, doesn't look, doesn't look like the player we expect, or it hasn't made the leap we expect him to make from last year. Squeak of the week is the Oakland Raiders twenty-eight, the Baltimore Ravens twenty-seven. You went with the three and O Ravens for this game. I did. King. I didn't expect Michael Crabtree to have a hundred yards and three touchdowns. <laughs> But Michael Crabtree did have a hundred yards well. and three three touchdowns. Um, Derek Carr is is quietly is sort of under the radar, having one of the best seasons any of the quarterbacks is having this year. Mm. He isn't turning the ball over. No, he's leading his you know a, a team that's not potentially been performing or you know performing on all cylinders. But at the same time, he is clutch. He is so clutch at the end of games. You know, there's only a few quarterbacks at the moment that are really emerging as as this player who can go on and and just sort of grab the game by the scruff of the neck and and win it for you. And and he's he's becoming one of those quarterbacks. Uh, so good for him. Good for the Raiders. Mm. Uh, the Chicago Bears, who were fighting to be the worst team in the league, actually got a win this week against the Detroit Lions, seventeen to fourteen. Again, you picked the Lions. I think most people did. Yeah, the defense looked really good actually for the for the Bears. Um, I don't know, I. 
I'm, I'm going to say something, Jim, and bear with me here. <laughs> is Brian Hoyer an upgrade from Jay Cutler? <laughs> Who knows anymore? Is he an upgrade? Who knows anymore? He looks like know. an upgrade at the moment. Yeah, I but uh, yeah, a bit of a well, tough one to pick. But yeah, good on the Bears. The Tennessee Titans got twenty points. Houston Texans, as you predicted, got the win with twenty-seven. Yeah, and they didn't look good either. No, uh, that's that seven points different was a punt return from Will Fuller. Um, so they neither team looked great, and the loss of JJ Watt I think is huge. Clowney had another good game once again, mm-hmm. um, but it's the Will Fuller show. At the moment, and My boy. Bro- Brock Osweiler is the young Ryan Fitz at the moment. He <laughs> loves throwing an interception. You hate Brock Osweiler. I don't hate him. I just think Brock Osweiler. Every stem of your being. I, I honestly don't. I I think that Brock Osweiler is what Brock Osweiler is, mm-hmm. and he is a distinctly average quarterback. Eighteen million pounds a year. I know, but and that's that's a, a silly that's a forced move because they've built up a fantastic defense they're, they've got some offensive weapons and you, all you need is a quarterback and like you said you're going to reach for them occasionally and I think in this instance the Texans have reached for a quarterback after giving out a stinger last week the New England Patriots take one here 16 to nothing loss against the Buffalo Bills in Foxborough yeah I think it's the first shutout at Foxborough since 93 I might be wrong hit us mm. up on Twitter if I am um, I'm sure a Patriots fan not, will tell you if you I've not fact checked that so please let me know <laughs> um, yeah they I think we, they, they had to lose one of these four games it would have been a joke had they won all four um, they just look banged up they're using Gronk as an extra lineman he's not actually playing tight end at the moment yeah. and, and uh, you know Jacoby Brissett played like a rookie who had no reps in preseason so I don't I don't necessarily I wouldn't read too much into this defeat from the from a Patriots side of things. Good on Rex Ryan. Didn't particularly like the antics afterwards because this is I think the first time he's ever beaten in <laughs> what? uh well, in, Foxborough. in Foxborough is, yeah. I think so. I have no idea. He might have beaten him in the playoffs actually with the Jets, but he really struggles against Belichick and has this like strange attraction to him I think it's like you know when you tell the girl you really like that she looks rubbish I think that's what Rex Ryan you has pull the girl's hair yeah, yeah yeah you chuck sand on them in the sandpit and stuff like that I think Rex might have a little crush on Bill Belichick insight into your dating game possibly there, yeah yeah just yeah absolutely that's <laughs> why it's been well the, well yeah, rubbish yeah <laughs> uh, well so you know New England need a, a tonic for next week so the Cleveland Browns they lost uh, 31 to 20 against the Washington Redskins yeah, they uh, they're they're. It's so hard to watch the Browns this season because I want them to win, mm. and they've got players that are really playing well. You know, Pryor again had another good game. Uh, Isaiah Isaiah uh, Isaiah Crowell. It's easy for you to say. It is clearly not, but he um, <laughs> he had a really good game again. Yeah, uh, you know they've got players like Joe Hayden who I've always liked coming out of Florida, um, but they're just they're just not performing. Uh, they can't close out games similar to my Chargers. Matt Jones had a good game, 117 yards rushing and a touchdown. Jordan Reed, 73 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah. Well done, Skins. Well you done, beat, Skins. You beat the Browns at home. You did, yeah. Uh, the Denver Broncos continue to terrorise quarterbacks. They got 27 points. Jameis Winston's Bucks got seven. Yeah. Is yeah. what it is, I guess. Well, well, Simeon that... went down, didn't he? Simeon went down. Um and Paxton Lynch came in they went 13-0 while he was on the field uh, <laughs> who he needs looked, Trevor Simeon he looked really good um, Lynch had one ball that he threw so hard it knocked it gave them an extra five yards on the catch because it hit <laughs> Emmanuel Sanders and knocked him forward yep. uh, he has gone absolute cannon uh, it's just their defence their defence is phenomenal and is going to keep him in games and win him games and actually they're probably getting better callback play from both Simeon and Lynch than they got from Peyton Manning last year so they are dangerous don't forget Brock Osweiler they're dangerous well yeah, yeah I had forgotten Brock Osweiler <laughs> <laughs> the LA Rams King after not scoring a point in the first week have won three straight they just beat the cards 17-13 yeah uh, explain to me that one it's because they've got the best defensive player in the league and yeah I said that and I know we just touched on the, the Broncos <laughs> and I'm sure Von Miller will have something to say about it yeah 
But those two... Was they interior? I think, no. I'm saying defensive. Mm-hmm. They're 1 and 1A, those two. They're so close. You can top, chop and change throughout. But Aaron Donald is the best player on defence for any team at the moment. He is astounding. I think he's got 17 QB hurries, which means he's on pace for 100 for the year. Mm-hmm. He's got 11 quarterback hits in four games. And he got one and a half sacks this week for an interior defensive lineman. He's frightening. And the cards continuing to slip. I called it last week, man. That's that is they're, troubling times ahead. They're in the same position. If they go one and one in the next two games, they will not make the playoffs. The same as I said about the Panthers. That is my prediction. Okay. Um, don't want to say about this one, King, but uh, the New Orleans Saints scored thirty-five points. The San Diego Chargers scored thirty-four. Yeah. And we do were. You, do you want to explain the end of that game? No, and I think we were. I think we're 15 points ahead yeah. with with seven minutes to play. Mm-hmm. And then we're six points ahead with three minutes to play and the ball. <laughs> yeah. And we lost. And we can't close games. I mentioned this last week. We cannot close games. It is the most frustrating thing as a fan when your team is performing well and you f- literally and figuratively <laughs> throw the ball away. And we've done it two weeks in a row now. I'm, I'm not going to push you on this one. No, no, it's just... You've scored 34 points and they haven't won the game. That's ridiculous. Oh, it is ridiculous. Against the Saints' defence. That pew! Yeah, rubbish. That is a bad defence. It is. And, we, and do you know what? We are f- we're fumbling the ball late two, two weeks in a row and our defence cannot get stops at the end. I know we shouldn't be fumbling the ball at the end of games, but at some point are we going to hold someone to a field goal or you know stop them on four downs? Mm. It doesn't appear that way towards the end of games and that's frustrating as a fan. The Dallas Cowboys uh, went to San Francisco and got a 24-17 win. Back yeah. again. Ducky. And Ezekiel Elliott. Come on, let's have some positive news about your boy Elliott. He's, you, you were talking about Jimmy Graham progressing throughout the season. Yeah. Ezekiel Elliott is progressing throughout the season and is leading the league in rushing. 138 rushing yards in the touchdown. Yep. Yep. He's leading the league for the season in rushing. Dak Prescott still has not thrown an interception. And two touchdowns again. The future is bright in Dallas with those two on offense. Bad news for the 49ers with Navarro Bowman going out for the season with an Achilles sprain, I think it was. Yeah, that made a big difference to Ezekiel Elliott because he, as yeah. soon as Bowman went out, he was rushing all over the 49ers. That that was their defense. I yeah, mean, he's their best player yeah. like on, on either side of the ball. That's disappointing that the yeah. injury gods have taken him. Uh, and then the Monday night game was the New York Giants only scoring 10 points against that Minnesota defence. You called it, King. I did, 24 yeah. points for the Vikings. Yep. Their, their defence is phenomenal. Padding Bradford's stats as well. Yeah. But they, I, it's exactly what I said to you when we discussed the Bradford trade. Is You are not asking Bradford to go out and win you games. No. Nope. You're just asking him to look after the football keep everyone happy on offense distribute evenly and let Diggs make a play you know let these players go and you know occasionally people are going to break off they've still not incorporated a first round pick Treadwell into their offense no who isn't going to isn't going to take the top off of defense but is going to be a red zone threat as and when he comes into the game and becomes you know more immersed within the offense but that defense is frightening their front seven creates havoc they've got people like Trey Waynes have stepped up and are playing mm. much better on the back end yep. you've got a, an all pro safety in, in Smith who's still playing at an all pro level you know they are just they are stacked throughout that team on, on defence and offensively I think they're a little bit more potent than we all expected them to be Bradford certainly made Carl Rudolph relevant again hasn't he yeah he has yeah yeah, well, he, was, he he loves using his tight ends. Another touchdown this week yeah yeah he's playing very well Carl Rudolph which is I think what they expected he was taken taken high and 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 uh you know hadn't necessarily been i think the problem the problem with Carl Rudolph is Teddy Bridgewater tended to be a you know first read or i'm going to ch- check check down or yeah throw it away or check down to a running back mm-hmm. rather than look for his tight end whereas i think yeah. Brad- Bradford's more of the sort of you know a bit more of a veteran in a sense it's like well he's my biggest target so he's probably the best person to throw it to if i don't have any other options mm. so it's good good for Rudolph Good for Bradford. I, you know, Bradford has had some injury problems, played on really bad teams, so I'm glad he's doing well. <laughs> we have different opinions on quarterbacks. We I do. love it. <laughs> so that was the roundup of the week four games. Let's have a break and we're back for part three. 
Welcome back to the final part of the Jim and the King NFL podcast for week four. So, King, we've been for our picks of the week. We've been through the roundup of week four. So, before we get onto your picks for week five, we've got to play a game. What's and, the game? Well, usually I'd pull out a Trojan wins right now. Okay. But I'm not going to this week because we've got to the quarter part of the season. Yeah. And this is the time when you started to get a feel for what's going on. I hope so. And some teams might have got the wrong end of the stick on what's right. happening this season. Okay. They might have delusions of grandeur. Okay, yeah. You know. And so I'm here to call the Jets on three teams. Wow. So they call your Jets. Call the call your Jets. Call your Jets, boy. Wow. Yeah. Frightening. I'm Carry angry on. about three teams, okay, right, that you're... might be thinking they're going to have a good season. Yeah, you're looking me deep in the eyes as well. <laughs> I can do that now. We've I'm got two very aroused. <laughs> Look at me when I'm talking to you. <laughs> what are your three teams, Maintain eye contact. Maintain. What are your three teams? The first team I'm saying has got to call their Jets. Okay. Are the Cincinnati Bengals, damn it. <gasps> call your Jets. Call your Jets. Cincinnati Bengals. Two and two. All right. You expect me to take this team seriously? Yes. Why? They squeak the Jets in week one by a point. Yeah. They then get served by two good teams in the Steelers and Broncos. Yep. And then they beat a bad team in the Dolphins. They are an AJ Green hamstring injury away from only winning another three games this season. Oh. But are they not a Tyler Eifert away from being one of the more potent? He's not even there. He's not even there, damn it. He might Call be your com- Jets. He might be coming back. <laughs> I love this bit. I'm so excited. Okay, I'm with you. This is, this is an, an evolution of Trojan wins because, you know, it can be on a week-to-week basis that you might have won the battle but you ain't going to win the war. So after four weeks, you might think, oh, hang on a minute, we're two and two, we're three and one. Mm-hmm. We're the Baltimore Ravens. We're going to do well this year. You ain't going to do well this year. Call your Jets. I feel like this needs to be a week eight, eight, eight segment as well. <laughs> I'm going to bring it back for week eight. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Right, I'm semi with the you Bengals. on the first right, one. So two and two, man. Yep. Okay, next one. Second team, you're going to love this. It's not the Baltimore Ravens. Okay. It's the Atlanta Falcons. Call your Jets! <laughs> okay, yeah, they they should. They're 3-1. and one. Somehow, this team are 3-1. I mean, there's, there's, uh, we know how. Yeah. His name, is, his initials J are JJ. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, they lost to the Bucks in week one. Lost to the Bucks. They did. And who have they beaten, really? I mean, they beat the Raiders... They beat the Saints. They've got the League. Yeah. And they just beat the Panthers, who are lazing their way into a Super Bowl slump. Whining their way into a Super Bowl slump. They keep complaining about hits on Cam Newton, but then run him 20 times a game. Mm-hmm. That annoys me. Yeah. I mean, they beat Derek Anderson, basically, this weekend. Well, Derek Anderson looked like the best quarterback for the Panthers <laughs> <that>. this weekend. <laughs> but yes, okay, I, I totally agree with the Falcons. This team is punching above its weight. It is. And again, they're one hamstring snap away from losing their Stop season. Stop wishing hamstring I snaps don't wish on any injury on any player. I'm just telling you, man. Okay. They're one more man team. They are. I've got one more team for you then. I'm, so we do three. I'm excited. Here. Just mainly for you to shout, call your Jets again. <laughs> What's the third team, Jim? It's the LA Rams. Call your Jets. <laughs> I had to move the mic away from my face. Call Damn your Rams. Jets, Rams. Call your Jets, Rams. Damn Rams. Do you remember back in week one, they didn't score a point? They didn't. Against the 49ers. Against Blaine Gabbert's 49ers and Navarro Bowman was nowhere to be seen. This is true. No, they are... Uh, they then, they then squ- a 9-3 and dull fest against the Seahawks and then they beat the Bucks and the Cards. And I told you, the Cards are having a down year this year. So, you know, you're 3-1, and one, but who are you really beating? No one. They, they have got to be... In my opinion... P. Russell Wilson in week two. They are one of the luckiest teams this year. Yeah. They played, yeah, Russell Wilson on one leg, uh, which, you know, you can see the difference between Russell Wilson when healthy and that game. Yeah. That was not the same player playing football. You've got to give that one a mulligan. Yeah. Yeah. Dan Rams. Call your Jets! (laughs) They do need to do that. I, um... Yeah, I agree. The only only thing I'm starting to notice, and why... uh, Why... GMs are noticing this is that age old analogy I've mentioned it a number of times on this podcast Mm -hmm. defense wins championships yes the teams that are successful bar the Falcons (laughs) have been have all got the best defenses in the league and they've got one of the best defensive lines in the league with Robert Quinn has suddenly emerged now he's in LA Mm -hmm. and Aaron Donald is 
I've said this earlier, the best defensive player in football. I said at the start of the year, he was the second best. He is now the best. And there, and Ogletree stepped up in middle linebacker and has clearly, under the tutelage of, of Mike Singletary, become a, a very solid leader within that defence as well. Uh, and they get some some stellar play from the cornerbacks, given that they, uh, you know, they lost Janaris Jenkins over the summer. But I agree, they should definitely. I'm pausing here for you to complete it. They should definitely call your jets. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I'm with you on two of the oh, two and a half of them. I'm with you on two and a half of them. I'm not what? willing to. I'm not willing to put the Bengals in that category yet. Well, yeah, we'll I said. See come the end of the I season. said. I'm sure you might be right, and they might still be in this little segment in week 8 we, everyone I'm sure is excited to find out Jim I, can't, I forgot about the Ravens <laughs> <laughs> no, no 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 the Ravens are what they are um, they are Yeah, there um, you go <laughs> what a segment that I didn't even know was coming I didn't tell you that was I'm coming. now super excited about it. I'm hyped what's next well it's on you now King because everyone wants to know what's going to happen in week 5 uh, you were 8 and 7 Last yep. week, yep. your picks. So you know, hopefully now, like you one said, less game as we're, well this we're week. starting to come into the uh, into the bit where you understand a bit more about each team. Yeah, I'm trying to call upsets for some strange <laughs> what reason. Are you doing that? Don't know. I think it's fun. People want to know the winners, not yep. upsets. Yep. Once again, guys, I have not. I repeat, I, I have not. I hope you haven't looked at the game, the schedule for next week. Good. This is pure gut. All right. So thanks to NFL Mobile, it comes in this order. Mm-hmm. No, hang on. I'm going to find the Thursday game. So Thursday game is the Arizona Cardinals heading to San Francisco or Santa Clara, really. Do you know what? This would have been arguably the easiest game to call at the start of the season. Mm-hmm. Now, it's a toss-up for yeah. me. I think that they're that bad. Yeah. Uh, but I'm because of the Bowman injury, I'm that, yeah, and literally stinger. for that fact alone, I'm going with the Cardinals. I, I can understand why you've done that. I can understand that. I know what the easiest game of the week is, actually. We're going to get to it in a minute. Before that, though, the New York Jets are heading to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. They 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 look like a different team with Le'Veon Bowen. Can I just say, just on Le'Veon Bell, very, very quickly. Yeah. He, I forgot how he looks when he runs. He looks like he's running in slow motion. He's so fluid, mm. but you see him sort of smooth. pulling away from players. He's so smooth. That's a great way to put it. So I bet you specifically are very excited. <laughs> I'm about very happy back. that he's finally back. Good. Uh, I just hope that he now stays healthy for the rest of the season. Healthy or drug free? Both. Okay, good. Next game. Sorry for that tangent. <laughs> oh, here we go. The Washington Redskins are heading to Baltimore to face the Ravens. That's a tough game to pick, though. Yeah, I know. But ugh. I'm going to want to gag. I'm going to pick the Ravens. Again, Again? Oh, yeah. Come on. Yep. I'm Throw gonna, me a bone here. I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna pick the Ravens. I'm not sold on either team, and they're at home. Yeah, you did that, and they lost last week. So. Yep. All right, this one should be a bit easier than the New England Patriots at the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> Patriots. <laughs> Patriots are gonna win. They stuck you last week. King. I'm gonna chuck they something back at you King. very quickly. What? Plus or minus ten point victory for the Patriots. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not picking this. Plus or minus 10 points. Brilliant podcast. I'm going to have to... Like, dead air. Um, minus? Minus 10 points. Minus think. 10 points. Okay. Oh, yeah. Brady's back, isn't he? Yeah. Ugh. And then Gronk will somehow have a miracle recovery. Yeah. Oh, plus. Plus. Okay. The <laughs> Philadelphia Eagles are going to Detroit to face the Lions. Philadelphia. Carson you Wentzy. Yep. Keeping you going. Yep. I believe in Carson Wentz and I believe in that defence. You're not the only one. Fletcher Cox is an absolute Roost. animal. Yep. Yep. He's he's doing his best to go into that Von Miller, Aaron Donald conversation so far this yeah, season. He's underrated. Yep. He's playing very well. Chicago are going to Indianapolis, who just took a beating from the Jags. When I say beating, I mean a three-point beating. I'm torn because I genuinely believe in Andrew Luck. And had it not been for his, you know, clearly there was a magnet in the ball and the opposing <laughs> side of the magnet was on his receiver's hands. Hands, yeah. Um, I think they should have, they could have won that game easily in London. Um, so I'm going to pick, 
I'm going to pick the stick with the Colts despite the poor start to the season. That's just a tough game to pick, and I believe in luck more than Hoyer and Cutler combined. This is probably going to be a tough game for you, King. The Tennessee Titans are heading to Miami to face the Dolphins. Yeah, the lowly, lowly bowl. Let's call it the lowly, <laughs> lowly bowl. bowl. <laughs> the lowly bowl. That's just a terrible matchup. Um, who's at home? Sorry, the Dolphins. The Dolphins are at home. I'm going to go with the Dolphins at home to win. Okay. Uh, the Houston Texans are heading to my uh, Miami. They're heading to Minnesota to face the Vikings. And I think that the Vikings will stay unbeaten. Do you really? I believe Is in that anyone defense. beating the Vikings? I believe in that defense. Because you told me that they're only going to win was it eight games with Bradford? Yes, yeah, so ten. They'll be ten and ten. And, uh, yeah, so when they're going to lose the game then, King? Not against the Texans. <laughs> Not at home against the Texans. No, mm. who play in Texas? in a dome and are going to Minnesota ah if anyone could stop Julio Jones then can the Denver Broncos at home yes are they going to yes so the Broncos are going to win Broncos will beat the Falcons they will do what Carolina could not this week okay <laughs> the Cincinnati Bengals are heading to Dallas to face Dak Prescott what's up for that Prescott Nice Gruden impression. <laughs> nice I tried, Gruden. I tried. Nice Gruden impression. Didn't practice that. I, I forgot the matchup because you were doing your Gruden impression. Cincinnati Bengals <laughs> at the Dallas Cowboys. Prescott. Uh, Cowboys to, to win again behind that. Stellar performances from two young offensive players. And actually, their defense stepped up. Morris Claiborne, who was a first round pick for him, top 10 pick for him, had a fantastic game this week. So if they're players that they previously have drafted highly play well they could shock some people this year Dallas they're already shocking some people aren't they they are but I think I I don't think people saw them as as a a potential contender and I think if teams that can play good defence and run the ball stereotypically are teams that go do well in the playoffs the Buffalo Bills are heading to LA to face the Rams both teams have hit a shutout yeah this is um this is two teams led by their defensive lines. Mm. Um sort of namely Aaron Donald and Jerry Hughes for either team. Um I'm going to go with LA cuz they're at home and I think that that Coliseum crowd's going to that raucous LA crowd <laughs> is going to is going to take them over the line. Um you've got to get a win king. It's the San Diego Chargers at the Oakland Raiders division game. Raiders yeah. I've given up. I've picked the charges you every did. week so far. I've given up. <laughs> I'm so sorry, King. Raiders. I don't want to see this with your eyes. Raiders. This is the problem. Having two microphones, I can now see you, the little tear forming in your eye. We just, we'll probably, do you know what we'll probably do? Play work really well for three and a half quarters. <laughs> and then the guy who I said is the guy who I trust to bring a team back. We'll probably do it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> The Sunday night game is the New York Giants again on the road, this time heading to Green Bay. It doesn't get any easier. Uh, or does it? Packers, maybe? Packers? I think <laughs> Packers at home. They are the they are the team at home, you're right. Yeah. Giants, right? Giants, yeah. But they, they beat them in the playoffs the in Green Bay. They only scored 10 points against the Vikings. Yeah, uh, yeah, but that's the Vikings, dude. It is, yeah. Um, Not Green Bay, D. No, yeah, I'm going to stick with the um, stick with the Packers. All right. And the Monday night game is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers heading to Carolina to face the Panthers. Yep. That's a really tough game. That is a tough game. Bucks can either do 45 points or seven. Yeah, one of the two. And I think that they are going to do... Bucks to win. Oh, Bucks oh to win. you are this just is, hammering the this, Panthers this week. This is pure gut, and I think the Bucks will beat them. Ugh. They're secondary, and it's not like their wide receivers are scrubs. They've got Evans, they've got an aging, but still, you know, still um, serviceable Vincent Jackson. Vin, Jackson, absolutely. So, yeah, they um, they could, I think they could cause some problems to that secondary of Carolina. So the Jacksonville Jaguars, Kansas City Chiefs, New Orleans Saints and Seattle Seahawks are on a bye this week. There you go. That's it, King. I feel reasonably good about this week. <laughs> well, we'll see. Yeah. You had two less games to pick on. Yeah, that's easier. You just picked on the Panthers. I did. Repeatedly. I did. <laughs> okay. 
well we're uh, we're off now for another week but um thank you so much guys for listening it's been a it's been a good one we're you know we're what jim i don't know we're just getting better i think you know hopefully i think so i think the two mics helps the sound quality is probably better for the listeners yeah which is good and uh we get to look at you now or i'm yeah i'm shouting and only two weeks two weeks until the next london game so for us we get to see another live game very very soon yeah and uh it's starting to heat up the season which is great like it is yeah yeah there are some there are some teams that haven't yet hit stride and there are some teams that have overachieved yeah it's nice to see some new teams in the mix as well it is it is. it is Cowboys and Eagles are probably the, the two that really stand out aren't they yeah and for me teams that have had injuries and are still performing to a high level mm-hmm. Cowboys again Vikings again you know these teams are stepping up and, and sort of emerging as, as two of the top teams in the league now um, you know with new quarterbacks this year and uh, and that's good to see as well remember guys if you like this podcast make sure you hit us up on Twitter at Jim and the King Check out the gymandtheking.com for our website. We're going to post more blogs, we promise. We're going to post up the videos we do for YouTube as well. It's always difficult to find stuff on YouTube. So just go to the website, gymandtheking.com, and we'll post the videos there for the King's Picks so you get to see our beautiful faces um, Yeah, calling out teams' names. That's it. That's it. That's it. And thank you, to, thank you to everyone who's already rated us on iTunes. Yes, it is appreciated. And subscribed. And yeah, liked. I can yes. see we've we've now officially got a five star average rating. So that's uh, that's really nice to see. So yeah, thank you very much. Thank you so much, guys. We're gonna keep doing it. We're back next week. Until then, I've been Jim. That's been the King. And thanks so much for listening. 